last year in 2022, we raised just over $30,000 for the Cumberland Community Forest. The Run to Beer group has definitely um, inspired me. We race together, we train together. That was Derek Kaufman, and this is episode 146 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a roadrunner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. Today, we are talking with Derek Kaufman, a trail runner and business owner who lives in the beautiful Vancouver Island running locale of Comox, BC. He began running in 2017 with the goal of completing a half marathon and steadily progressed into long distance trail running. Although Derek has experienced races in Utah and Kelowna, he states he absolutely loves running on Vancouver Island, where he has twice completed the Finlayson Double, 50 miles on Saturday, followed by 28K on Sunday. Derek recently opened a new running store in the Comox Valley called Fovio Running, and is the race director of Perseverance Trail Run and co-director of Devil's Ladder Ultra. As if that isn't enough, he organizes Run to Beer Comox Valley, a casual local run club that attracts 40 to 50 runners weekly. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Derek. Well, Derek, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you join us this evening. Great. Thanks so much. Really excited to be here. So Derek came to be on the Inspired Souls podcast because of uh, a mutual friend, somebody who we've had on the show twice, Sarah Seeds. We definitely, the three of us have a Vancouver Island running connection. And I was out running with Sarah a few months ago on the trails in Cumberland, talking about who's a you know potential good podcast guest to have on the show. And she mentioned Derek. She said, you haven't had him on yet, and it's about time. There's exciting things coming up in his life that everybody needs to know about. And so we're really interested to, to hear all about what you've got on the go in, in our chat this evening. So before we get into it further, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background on yourself? Awesome. Thanks, Kim. Um, yeah, my name's Derek. I live in Comox, been here for 10 years now. My wife and I have two daughters, ages uh, 10 and 12. Um, before living in Comox, we were up in a, a small northern town of BC called Smithers, and we are there for about seven years, and then before that, pretty much Victoria. For work, I do a few businesses, um, but my main one that I've been at for about 25 years is tax consulting, so a bit of an accounting background, uh, and then I always have some other business on the go, and currently that happens to be a running store that we just opened a few weeks ago. Okay, so let me ask, do you do your own books at the running store <laughs> with your tax background, or you know, it seems like a, a leap to go from tax to um, being a small business owner in a, in a running store. So how did that come to be? Yeah, definitely do a lot of the admin and, and a lot of the books, but I do have a bookkeeper and accountant to um, make things official at, uh, at year ends. Yeah. Okay, well, before we get into all the details about your store, I want to hear a little bit more about your introduction to running. I understand that you haven't actually been running that long, about five years ago. So tell us how, how you were introduced to the sport and how that evolved for you. Yeah, so um, I always loved running as a kid, played a lot of soccer and football and various sports uh, as, as a teen and really enjoyed that. 
got into my 20s, took a took a different path for a while and was less athletic. About 2017, I hit some uh, health issues uh, that are totally under control. Um, and I was just up in Smithers house sitting for a friend of ours with my family. And the guy that we were looking after his house had a treadmill there and a few medals dangling from it, half marathon and marathon medals. And I just looked at them and right at that point, I just made the decision that, you know what, it's time I'm going to get back into running or get into running. It felt like so long that I haven't done it before. So yeah, I was right at that at that point and started jogging that, uh, I can't remember if it was that day or the next day, but suffered through three or four K and uh, that was the start of the journey. So was it the health issue then that was the catalyst for, for getting back into it, would you say? Like, what was it about seeing that guy's medals? What was it about that that kind of reignited your uh, curiosity about running? I think when when you go through a stage of, I guess, a bit of a, a bit of a scare, mm-hmm. um, just an eye opener, like like I did, a lot of people do. Yeah, just yeah. kind of kick your butt into gear a little bit to to make some changes in your life. And that's, that's pretty much what happened there, I think. Yeah. Okay, so you started running the next day, three or 4k. I know you you have mentioned that you run on the roads, you spend some time on the track and on the trails, you're a perfect guest for this podcast, because you represent all the things that Carolyn and I also represent. So uh, like, what happened then? Did you start running on roads more for a while and then switch to trails? Was it a little bit of both right from the beginning? I mean, you can't live in Comox Valley without happening on a trail at some point in a run. So tell us kind of what happened after that. It was just probably a matter of a couple of days, if that, uh, just decided that I'm going to have to sign up for a half marathon. Oh, of course you did. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> n- naturally. Classic. <laughs> uh, but this was in the this was in the spring of 2018, I guess. And yeah, so the half marathon was the Royal Victoria Marathon, which a lot of uh, your guests are familiar with. Uh, so I had plenty of time to train and um, hooked up with a couple or one friend in particular that was an experienced runner and just started going on jogs with her and she basically taught me how to run. And, um, and that was, that was the start of it and worked towards that half marathon distance in the fall. And how did it go? It was super hard. Um, I ran with another friend, uh, in the race that was just kind of an impulse race for him. And we absolutely cooked like the first 4k. I, I was just flying and way too fast. And uh, yeah, the last 5k was a lot of walking and light jogging. And it was just really, really hard, (laughs) but got it done. I always love the half marathon for that because it's like you got this idea in the spring of 2018. And if I'm not mistaken, the Royal Victoria Marathon weekend that has multiple distances, including the half marathon is in the fall, right? So you gave yourself six months, like that's a, a reasonable on ramp timeline to go from your three to four K jogs to completing a half marathon. But what I love about the half marathon distance, it's like one of those, you you kind of do need to put some training in, right? It's very hard to go like off the couch to the half marathon, but it's not so onerous like a marathon or an ultra marathon, you know, like you, it can fit in and around your life. So what did you love about like getting yourself built up to being able to do that first half marathon? 
I enjoyed most of the training. As you know, starting out, you're you build so quickly. Um, the speed was picking up, the distance was picking up. It was you you just progress so fast off the yeah. start. So that was really enjoyable the the whole way through. Uh, I I never really did any social running at that point. It was just on my own on the road or with a friend or two. Um, but yeah, it was it was an exciting time, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. because of the progression. Yeah. And nothing like race day to humble you, right? <laughs> Especially when maybe you didn't pace yourself as well as you could have if you sort of went out of the gates for three or 4K and then were reduced to walking by the end. That's always a, a hard way to, to get it done. But well, you got it done. Too. It like there's yeah. some hills yeah. on that one that are kind of exposed and beautiful views, but still yeah. it, it makes you work. <laughs> and I totally learned the lesson of uh, run your own race right, yeah. right away on, on my first one. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what happened after that? Uh, well, it was probably the day after the race or, or two days after it. Very shortly after, I naturally signed up for the full marathon the following year. Clearly. So, yeah. yeah Classic just, uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense to do. Um, and then, yeah, just, just carried that on, took, took a little bit of time off. I, I think not, nothing crazy in the time off, just, just wasn't doing any structured training. And I was, I connected with Sarah at some point there. I think it was that winter. I think that's when I did one of her need for speed programs, mm, uh, Sarah good. Seeds, local coach. And that's when I got introduced to track and, and started, started on that train, which was uh, a lot of fun. So up to this point, you were running roads 100% or were you doing some trail in there? Uh, no, just, just roads, roads 100%. Roads. And then the track came in about a year into the experience, year and a half. Okay. Did you enjoy the track? Did you like those workouts or were they a little bit of a suffer fest for you? Yeah, well, got to, got to enjoy the suffer a little bit. Uh, so I, Amen. I certainly enjoyed it. There was the, those track sessions were really challenging. They took place November-ish, October, November, West Coast, a rain. lot of rain, <laughs> cold rain. Um, but it was enjoyable. And again, still progressing from a new runner, seeing seeing results every week, big, yeah. big results. So mm-hmm. that that's what really kept me going off the beginning. And yeah, and also got introduced with the local Run Club, uh, Comox Valley Roadrunners that do track on on Tuesday nights as well. So dabbled a, a bit of that in, in the winter. Good. Okay. So you were at the track. You're seeing big gains. How did the, the road marathon go? The road marathon went fairly well. So that was the following fall. Uh, and I did have a proper plan for that. Well, I think it was proper. It was Sarah's uh, 50K mountain training plan. I didn't know where else to get one at that point. And I trusted Sarah here and, and uh, I wanted a plan. I wanted some structure. So I, I was working on her 50k mountain plan. Uh, and I just aligned it with the Royal Victoria half marathon. So worked through that through the summer, the following summer. And a couple weeks out from Finlayson arm race, uh, which is first week of September, uh, my friend Ramona and I uh, decided that we wanted to race that. But unfortunately, there were no 28K distances left, just the 50K. So <laughs> it was about 18, 15 days or so before the race. And we said, you know what? 
let's go do the 50k. We'll call it a training run and over, a little over distance. <laughs> A little over distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the training plan, it wasn't too far off what sh- we should have been doing that weekend anyways, or what I should have been doing that weekend. So I didn't think it was crazy. And I did run it past Sarah. And of course, uh, I don't think Sarah would have told me not to do it regardless, but she fully supported it. And um, I quickly crammed in a, a, a long flat run just to see how it feels to be on my feet for I think about three and a half hours and got that done and, and then signed up for the race. So I actually did Finlayson 50K um, before the Royal Victoria Half Marathon. Okay. So that went really well. All right. And the yeah. Royal Vic is about five weeks out from that then? Six? Yes. But it's Thanksgiving weekend, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So about five weeks after. How did your body hold up? Um, it was good for the marathon, but I, I did make an error in between the two races because I did that 50K trail run. I wasn't sure <laughs> that I could run f- a marathon on the road. So mm-hmm. I went and did another 50K on the road in oh between the two races <laughs> just to make sure <laughs> I would feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> so my only marathon that I've done, I was pretty fatigued for, I think, but, yeah. um, but I did okay. And I actually enjoyed it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a question then. So you did the Finless Finlayson 50 K is trail. If I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Yes. And yes. then you did a 50 K on the road in between doing a, a marathon on the road. Is that, yes. <laughs> is that right? Yes. So I'm compare and contrast the 50K on a trail versus on a road. I'm always question. super curious yeah. about this. Like we just had our, you know, um, Manitoba Marathon big race weekend yesterday. At the time of this recording, it was yesterday. And they have, in, they have added a 50K on the road to that event. There's a, a 5K, 10K, half and full marathon, but there's a 50K as well. And it's not all that common, eh, Kim? To, like a 50K on Calgary the road. has it. Yeah, Calgary uh, has it. But, but no, it's not common. It's, unless you're doing a looped course or track race, it's hard to find a 50K road race. And somewhere. I think that yeah. extra almost 8K like pounding on your body, like a marathon's bad enough. I can't even imagine. So what did you find? Um, and, and maybe it, your advice might be a little skewed just because you're probably on paper still recovering from the 50K on the trail when you did the 50K on the road. But how did you find it? Um, or did you notice a difference between the two? Yeah, that one wasn't so bad. I, I was okay. I wasn't in a race environment, so I was just going long and slow. That that was okay. I, I felt decent at that. I felt good, actually. Um, but I did also didn't know any better, to be honest. So okay. I probably, well, 100% would have felt better had I been rested. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Which one did you enjoy more? I definitely enjoyed Finless and 50 the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's another question for you. It sounds like you really didn't train on trails much up to this point. Did you feel um, adept on the trails for Finlayson, or did you? would you have wished you'd done more trail training? I think I would have benefited from more trail training for sure. Um, you know, Comox, I think, and Goose Spit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did pretty much all of my hill training on Goose Spit on the stairs there. 
and in Seal Bay was my was my trails. I think I went to Cumberland twice that summer. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was fairly road and super groomed trails for that Mm -hmm. training. Okay, interesting. So fast forward from this now, you really kind of started to take off into trail running a bit. Um, just pulling up my notes here, you at one point went at Speed Goat in Utah, which is actually on my bucket list now that it's a UTMB qualifier. <laughs> um, Nimble Bear in Kelowna, and you went back to Finlayson again in 2021 and 2022. So you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, the evolution of why you decided to do more trail running at that point. Yeah, the, the trails are just so enjoyable. Um, and F- Finlayson's a fantastic race. Mike puts on a, such a great race there and a lot of local runners. Uh, so high five in your friends at the finish line, big, big crowd there, you know, a lot of the people and, and I really enjoy that. So as I got into it, like the the first 50 K that I did there, I didn't really know anybody, but, um, when I went back for, for the double, uh, yeah, we had a bit of a crew there from run to beer, Comox Valley and, and the trail series around Vancouver Island. So just an awesome vibe that I, that I really enjoyed. So that, that definitely pulls me to that race more than, more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's one that I haven't visited yet. I have to put that on the list as well. So what is the Finlayson Double? Define it for us. Uh, so it's a 100K that starts on Friday. I think it's about 6,200 meters of elevation. Starts on Friday at about 5, 5 p.m., I believe. You go through the night and then you finish up the next afternoon, early afternoon or thereabouts, depending on how fast you are. And then you do the 28K the next morning. So that, that would be the Sunday morning at 7 a.m. So, so that, 100K followed by 28K. Yes. And you start at nighttime. So PM, I've yeah. heard people talk about this a bit. What's your perspective on, you know, the nice thing about starting at night is by the time you're really fatigued, instead of the sun going down, the sun's coming up. Was it hard for you to do a night start or was it actually kind of nice to be you know, tiring out as the day's dawning? Um, well, I actually almost didn't even race it. I, I was, I, I barely showed up. I, th- I thought I had COVID. I had all kinds oh of things goodness. going through my head uh, that, that day. But um, my buddy Jordan that I did a lot of training with was there waiting for me. And um, Jess, my wife, just basically kicked me out the door and said, just, just go. You'll feel better once you get out there. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, I actually did a little like 1K jog that afternoon just to see how I would feel. And that was the worst decision ever. That was terrible to do that um, because that didn't help at all. Uh, And then, yeah, showed up and, and yeah, it, it turned out everything was fine. Um, I had no issues in, in the, in the night. Maybe it's my form that I just kind of, have my head looking down the whole time anyways. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have really any concerns with the night. It was, it was nice. It was peaceful. You just kind of zone out. And Mm -hmm. um, I had company for, for most of it with my buddy, Jordan, we ran it together and uh, yeah, it was really nice. Cool. Okay. The aid stations are amazing at Finlayson, by the way, it's like a party every couple hours. So. Yeah. 
Well, you've been talking a little bit about the community, right? Like I think that being with those people and being out in nature and and that might be part of the draw towards trail running over over some of the road running uh, these days. And it's our understanding that you direct a couple of trail races in and around your area, one being the Perseverance Trail Run, which I had the pleasure of doing in the couple of years that I lived there. And a fantastic event that's always right around Halloween. So there's a big like dress up component. And what we love, and we've talked about this before, is that it's like, a, I don't know if it still is, but it's like roughly a 3K and an 11K or something. So it's not like a really onerous distance either for people to like come out with their families and you know the kids might do the 3k and stuff but there's some people that come out and like really race the 3k which is also fun to see so what kind of drew you into that side of things wanting to be a race director and put on these events for others yeah i i love organizing events Um, i've done it for quite a long time through another sport i was involved in it you may not know this, but I was a lawn bowler for the last uh, 25 years or so. Really? Uh, and yeah, and volunteered at uh, every level of that from from committee within a club all the way up to national level and uh, and played competitively too, uh, all the way to national level with that. Um, so I really enjoyed the organizing of um, of events and uh, and just kind of transferred that over to, to running um, with lawn bowling. We have a lot of challenges in organizing in the sense that um, you have to work within a venue all the time. So yeah. uh, you have to have to do it at a, at a particular venue and work with that, whatever board is involved with or whatever committees or personalities are there. And it's it can be really difficult to get things done. Um, so I feel that after... 25 years or so of practicing in the lawn bowling world. Uh, I'm in in the running space now, and I, it just seems so um, so free to mm-hmm. do so many things. Awesome. Now, if I'm not mistaken, when I was there anyway, I feel like Sarah Seeds might have been. Was she the race director, or uh, like did you yeah. sort of take over yeah. for her then? Yep. In uh, 2021. So Sarah started that race. I think she had it for 17, 18 years, quite some time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so grateful that she gave me that opportunity to to take that on. When she asked me, I told her I had to think about it, but um, I think she already knew what the answer would be. And and I let her know like the next day. So yeah, that's it's a great race to it's a special race in a very Mm -hmm. special place so i know and i actually could have done better research on this but i know right from the beginning the race has been a fundraiser for the cumberland um forest society trying to protect some of the trails from logging around the area is that Mm -hmm. still happening you know is that something that is still part of the race's um mission very much so that that's uh the the sole mission of the race Uh, last year in 2022, we raised just over $30,000 for wow. Cumberland Community Forest. And That's amazing. And the years that we were there, there was always like a, a, I think they called it a fairy, forest fairy or something that would like match donations. So they always were trying to like raise money for, for the Cumberland the Community Forest. I forget the CCFS, isn't it? Yep. Um, and then somebody would come along and like match your donation. So that's that's a pretty cool 
thing to have happen. So that do we do we know who this forest fairy is, or is this an anonymous person? I do not know who this person is, um, and wow. and we haven't had that uh, in the in the two years that I've directed it yet. So, um, but okay. a lot of generous support with yes. with sponsors and and participants as well. So. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. it's it's really special, and the the trails around there are really special as well. So I, it's amazing what the community, the Cumberland Community Forest Society, and all of the events and supporters uh, that support them have been able to accomplish. Really, the amount of land that's been preserved and saved is is significant. All right, so. The Perseverance Trail Run isn't the only race that you coordinate the circus for. You also have another race, which I know nothing about. Tell us about Devil's Ladder. How long has it been going on? Where is it? When is it? Yeah, uh, Devil's Ladder Ultra, another race in Cumberland. Uh, So this was an idea that uh, my good buddy Jordan and I came up with last fall that we wanted to put together a race, uh, well, an, an ultra marathon distance. Uh, there is only a, one other on Vancouver Island, and that's at Finlayson. Mm-hmm. And uh, we figured that the Comox Valley was due for one. Um, the Cumbie Trail Race did have a 50k distance at one at one time. I, I think it was maybe five or six years ago. I can't remember exactly when, um, but they just did it for one year. And besides that, yeah, it's just Finlayson. So this year 2023 is the year that we are going to bring that to cumberland so we have three distances a 15k 30 and a 50k and it's all in the trails of cumberland um and it is to raise funds for cumberland community forest again uh but we're broadening that a little bit and including united riders of cumberland who take care of the trails there and the Comox Valley Ground Search and Rescue, who do a lot of good work in in around our community as well. Wow. So when is this race? It's July 29th. Hmm. <laughs> I need another excuse to go back to the island. <laughs> awesome. So, so is there still room in your race or is it full? We are capped at 600 and I think... Last time I checked the other day, I think it's a 502 racers. Oh, wow. So getting close to being full. Getting close. Yeah. The 15K hey. has been sold out for quite some time. Uh, we intentionally left a lot more room in the 30K and the 50. We we wanted to really focus on that. We have, I think it's 180, over 180 registrants for the 50K, which is a little nerve wracking. That's a lot um, for an inaugural year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> Well, no, it's exciting though that like we we are in a day and age now where you can run a first year race ultra and have that many people sign up mm-hmm. over a month out from it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, back when I started ultra running 10 years ago, you could register the day before and there might be 50 people total at a race. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. So give us a little teaser like where which trails does this race run on? Is it mostly in Cumberland around Comox Lake or whereabouts yep. does it run? It, it's all in Cumberland. So we start and finish at the Village Park, right downtown Cumberland. So the all three distances follow the same the same routes, which makes things a lot easier mm-hmm. on the director side of it anyways. But I'll just kind of walk you through the 50K. And uh, yeah, so from Village Park and you go all the way up to the top, like Potluck, Climax. Um, so kind of shoot straight up the network there. 
and then over across down Chunder Prohibition and all the way down to the road. Um, and then we mm. call that aid station is Queso before mm -hmm. you climb up Queso. So you go mm. all the way back up and all the way down the other side, down the Trent Canyon, which is uh, beautiful. Stunning. Um, yeah. Terrain to run there. And then, yeah, we hit Nikai Mountain and, and Vanilla earlier in the day as well. So we hit all the little peaks and it's basically a big horseshoe of, um, mm. of the network. Oh, that sounds amazing. All right. Mm -hmm. Less than 100 spots left. If, I don't know, by the time we drop this episode, it might be full. But <laughs> yeah. uh, be, yeah, good luck. You know, the first year, there's always probably a few little quirks and kinks to work out for following years. But I'm sure you're right. Like the island is due for another ultra and especially the mid to North Island area. Um, so that's mm -hmm. great. Okay. Yeah. Now you also have a local run club that um, involves beer. Is that correct? What, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> Sounds like it, a winning combination. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's called Run to Beer, Comox Valley. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been over four years now. So when I was, when I was a new runner actually, and I wasn't involved in any of the running clubs, I, I didn't really know that they existed. And didn't put much thought into it. It was it was my wife, myself, and a few friends. We were going up for a beer uh, at a, at a local pub in Comox that just opened. We had three pubs open within within a few months there. Uh, just January, after we left, just after <laughs> like <you> left. why? <laughs> there was nothing going on in Comox when we were there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's hopping now. It's hot. Um, so yeah, it was a cold January, snowy, snowy day, and. I managed to talk them into jogging up to the pub instead. And, and we did that. It was just a couple kilometers and, and uh, we just called it, this is run to beer. It was a Tuesday night and we said, we're, we're going to run to beer. And then we did it the next week and then created a Facebook group. And yeah, I was uh, just hounding people for months and months to come on out and come join us and come check it out. And uh, yeah, it was, that's how it started. And how many people run now? for beer on a Tuesday? <laughs> um, well, the, see, the summer, it always slows down. Uh, but in the, in the spring, I'd say minimum 40, 45 on a, on a Tuesday. We had as wow. many as 76, I counted, I think it was in sometime in April or May. So yeah, I'd say 40, 40 to 55 every Tuesday come out. That's pretty robust group there you got to yes. lure people with the beverage the adult beverage after <laughs> yes, <for laughs> that's sure. great okay so you know you've established for us here that you know practically from the day you started running you went big or went home you you love the community you love supporting you love organizing you're really at the center of the running community or what's happening in the running community right now in the Comox Valley, especially with the opening of your new store, which I understand just opened last week, or sorry, two weeks ago-ish. It's a running store by the name of Fovio. So tell us a little bit about this store and how that came to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did just open a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Yeah, thank, thanks so much. Uh, it's been a lot of work, um, a lot of time to get it to where we are today. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just one a piece that I think is missing in in the Comox Valley, and I don't I know I'm not alone in that feeling as well. So, so our, our community has been been looking forward to something like this for quite some time. So, uh, I 
do like to have a, a, another business on the go um, that complements my, my tax business because that actually doesn't take up too much of my time. So this is this is what the endeavor is in, in 2022 and 2023 and uh, definitely excited to be here. So what, what makes your store special? What makes you unique? We could talk about the branding, I guess. Uh, went a little bit of a different direction in the branding, in my, my opinion, from a typical run store. Uh, went with a, a retro look and uh, with that, put a, put a lot of time and effort in into making sure we create, you know, a warm, fuzzy feeling of um, when people see see the colors and 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 the logo and and the branding with that and i i think we did okay on that the name is uh it it's latin that means support and encourage and amongst a few other things but that's that's what we were going for with that so we wanted to give the feeling of of encouragement um and approachable and knowledgeable okay Okay, so it sounds like you do like opening businesses and and taking on new projects. But was there? There's always whenever you take on something new, there's always hiccups and you know challenges along the way. Does anything stand out as a particular challenge with getting this one off the ground? Yeah, it it turns out the <laughs> run retail is a bit of a uh, tricky, fun, funny business with with brands. Um, so definitely some, some challenges there starting out and uh, learning, learning that through the winter, um, as, as I get rolling, but, uh, the, the brands that we have are partnered with are, uh, have been very helpful and, uh, great to work with. Yeah, that, that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, I don't come from a retail background. I intended on hiring an experienced manager, which I, I certainly have got, and and his name's Doug. He's he's amazing. Came here from another run store in uh, another part of the province, and he's just yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, so definitely some surprises with the brands, but now that we're open, things are things are a little different, and uh, conversations are different with those with those other brands, and uh, I think people are liking what they see, and uh, I, I think things are going to be just fine. What genre of runner do you cater towards? Do you have um, shoes for road runners and trail runners or just trail runners? I'm zooming in on your, your video feed right now. And I see some trail <laughs> shoes behind you. Who, what type of client are you going, are you uh, serving with your store? Yeah. So mostly trail, uh, I'd say our, our mix is about 70% trail, 30% road and a few gym, gym and lifestyle shoes. Uh, we do have quite a bit more stock coming in in July and September as well. What we have right now was was a comfortable stock to get open, and uh, and we just grow from there. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Mostly trail running. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, as I say, zoom in. So for our listeners that can't see, Derek's actually recording from the stock room in his store right now. <laughs> um, he's He's been busy, busy getting this thing off the ground. In fact, I was trying to nail you down for a recording date. I don't know what, since April? And it was, oh, you know, there's been a few delays and I need to focus on on the store right now. But yeah, we're glad that you finally opened those doors and, and um, got it off the ground. Well, so- and if I may, just as I'm thinking about sort of your vision with the support and encourage, and that's like kind of built into the name as well. I think that's really smart of you to do because 
Yeah. Believe it or not, most people that walk into a running store are not like the high-end elite runners. Like they're the everyday runner that is probably extremely intimidated. They may be purchasing shoes for the first time. They might not think that they belong there. All of that stuff that we talk about a lot on this podcast. So I think it's... um it's pretty smart of you to have that as like built in as part of your mission and your values and all of that. So what kind of things do you do to make customers feel supported and encouraged besides the things we've already talked about? Like, I'm sure it makes perfect sense to have races and run clubs, fun run clubs that run for beer and stuff like that out of your store. That's a kind of a no brainer. But are there other things that you do to make maybe even on the staff um, training level that you do to make sure that, you know, everyone that works on your team makes people feel welcomed as they walk through the door? Yeah. So, I mean, just even backing up a little bit um, and, and not even so much the staff, but it, again, the branding and, and some fun things that we've done, like uh, the benches, for example, that we have in our store. Uh, they're like retro um, funky colored benches. Um, you know, it's just, it's a comfortable feeling in there. Um, lots of space, uh, to, to move around. And, and these things are just all intentional to give that feeling from right when you walk in the door, our, our front doors, like a, uh, a yellow or our building is like this peach color. Um, it's just a little, a little out there on the colors and, and yeah, all of that was intentional. Um, but yeah, as far as, uh, customers feeling feeling encouraged and supported like it's always for sure important to talk about what their goals are and mm-hmm. I think that a customer coming in is more likely to sign up for for a race <laughs> buy a pair of shoes if they bump into me so um, <laughs> but uh, yeah but everyone needs shoes for a race everyone exactly. needs shoes for a race so yeah, yeah. brilliant <laughs> yeah it's called the lead measure, the leg measure, right? <laughs> um, oh, that's great. So, you know, Carolyn was just, you know, talking about your support and community that you are um, offering to the the people that you encounter, whether it's race directing or in your store. I'm curious to to hear about maybe who has supported and inspired you along your running journey. Is there anyone that stands out as somebody you feel worth mentioning that made an impact on you? I I, I have to say um, a lot of it is not so much an individual, but the, the Run to Beer group has definitely um, inspired me. Um, little bits and pieces from from individuals that come out there, but it's really really the group that that um, that's been the most inspirational to me. So we race together, we train together, um, always structured and, and loosey goosey, uh, except for some of the races like the Island series, for example, the Island road series, I rent a coach bus, like a 54 seater coach bus for us all to go down to these races to together. And that's just a whole nother level of camaraderie that, um, we don't really see in other clubs. And, uh, and of course, we we welcome anybody to join us on that. You know, even if you're running under a different team, or sometimes we pick up people in Nanaimo or Qualicum. It's the party uh, so bus on the way to the yeah. race. Party, awesome. party bus. <laughs> Everyone likes being on the run to beer bus for sure. <laughs> you got to get like a VW old yeah, bus, like go. to go with your branding, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. 
and we oh, go for a, we go to a pub after the races and have a bite to eat and a beer and and mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about is just yes. hang hanging out a bit after after the races so yeah that's definitely where most of my inspiration comes from Awesome. Now, when you think back to, again, it hasn't really been that long. You start, you picked running back up in 2017. When you think back to six years ago, when running came back into your life, what do you think is the most um, significant way it has changed you over those six years? Yeah, um, definitely mental toughness. I'd have, mm-hmm. I'd have to say, uh, for sure, I'm, I'm, physically better, better shape than, than I have been my whole life, I think, but, um, but mental toughness, you know, grinding out a race like Finless in 100 or Speed Goat, Speed Goat was a super hard race and just toughening up the mind a little bit. So mm-hmm. things like opening up this, uh, the store Fovio is, has been challenging it's been stressful. Um, but, uh, definitely learned a lot through through those race events as well and mm-hmm. how to just toughen up and get it done. You can do hard things. Yeah. You can do hard things, yeah. Okay, so you know it's been 5 or 6 years since you started running. What do you see is coming up for you in the next 5 years or so? What what vision or dreams do you have for your own running? Well, I haven't traveled much for for running. Uh, I've I've stuck mainly to Vancouver Island, which, which we have amazing races here. They're they're so great. If there's a place to be um, stuck, it's a yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I, I would like to do a couple destination races. I, I realize it's not environmentally friendly. Uh, I don't want to go out of control with that, but I I do have the ambition of hopping on a plane um, and and flying somewhere and knocking out a hundred K or possibly a hundred miler someday with Ooh. a couple of friends and, um, and make a bit of a trip of it for, you know, seven to 14 days, something like that. I'd, yeah. I'd love to do that in the next few years. Yeah. The um, runcations are definitely something that, drives me, you know, that's been really from the yeah. beginning, just couldn't wait to explore a new place in a new land with friends. There's nothing better in my mind. There's no better vacation. Yeah. Um, just have to find a place and a time that works for everybody and that inspires <laughs> oh, yeah. you all. And yeah, there's yeah. so many places on the planet to explore. So mm-hmm. it's great. Um, well, maybe speed goats your next one then. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually came this close as I'm holding my fingers up like millimeters apart right now um, to signing up last season when I was trying to get that UTMB qualifier. I just couldn't make it work in, in the short amount of time. But um, how was it? How was that race? Is it one I should go do? Well, the, the race, the race was great. The views were great. Um, it was, that was my first experience with altitude. Mm-hmm. Um which was not enjoyable whatsoever. And, and I did, uh, I did the double because I seemed to like doing double races. So I did the, the 28 K, which was actually 30 and the 50 mm-hmm. the next day, which was 54, 55, I think. It's trail um, running, man. It's like, ish. It's trail yeah, whatever right? it is. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. at least, yeah, at, at least, least right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the, yeah, the views were amazing. Utah, Salt Lake city. It was, it was great. Uh, we drove down, my wife and kids drove down, um, loved the drive and 
yeah, it was it was fantastic. A uh, little bit of a different race vibe in in Utah, like the post race stuff. Um, I got off that 28k and I, the altitude just crushed me. Like I couldn't, my voice was even messed up. I couldn't even talk properly. Um, my wife and kids were having fun at the park there, and I just act might sound kind of sad but i went and had a beer on at the bar and no one no one else uh really drinks there so that vibe wasn't really there but um the food was amazing and the course was was awesome and uh yeah i got persuaded to run the 50 the next day i wasn't going to because that sucked so bad um but got it done and you went there not planning to do the double and you got persuaded while you were there no, no, no. I signed oh. I signed up for it, but the 28 okay. was so hard yeah. with mm. the altitude that I wasn't, there was no way I was going to do the 50 the next day. And then, yeah, my friends got in my ear, just get to the start line. You guys know all the, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. the peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. But that was the first race that I've ever been back at the pack, like end, end of the race. And like, I was just missing checkpoints by, I think one was seven minutes and another like 13 minutes, like right at the back of the pack. And mm -hmm. it was so, humbling. It was pretty rough. <laughs> it scared. was humbling. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, don't work. you never know how altitude is going to affect you if you didn't have a chance to really train in altitude, right? It affects everybody yeah. really differently. And it's, it has nothing to do with like whether you're in shape for it, right? It's it's everything to do with like, how, are you a responder or or not? And yeah, it can reduce very fit people and strategy. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, patience exactly. and strategy. Yeah, yeah. You sure. don't know till you know. Once you've experienced it once, you're like, okay, this is yeah. what people are talking about. It's that only was... so much your mind can push you through. When yeah, there's no right. oxygen in your blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but Derek, this has been a, a great conversation. It's been really fun getting to know you. If people are uh, wanting to follow along with everything you've got going on, uh, we might be be here all day. But is there a place you want us to to point them to as far as uh, websites, social media channels? Yeah, pretty pretty active in on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so yeah, all the races all have their own accounts. Devil's Ladder, Perseverance, and of course, Run the Beer Comox Valley's on there too. We'll put that in the show notes as well as your uh, store website because it oh. is kind of cool. I just googled it too, and uh, I like the retro colors that you've got going on there and the the retro vibe. It's very yeah. mm -hmm. very good. So if you happen to land in the Comox Valley, which by the way, there are direct flights from Calgary to Comox, uh, very easy to get there from out of province uh, for one of these amazing races, make sure you pop into the store and say hello to the crew and Derek at Fovio, or if you don't see him at the finish line as race director. Mm -hmm. um, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy day to share with us and good luck with everything that's coming up this season for you. Great. Thanks so much. Really appreciate uh, what you guys do with Inspired Souls podcast and really enjoyed my time here as well. 